0: Hey guys, good to see you. Listen, I'm glad you're here. It is Sunday afternoon, February 28th, which means it is the last day of February. Whew, man, this year is flying by. Listen, I hope if you are where you can get God's Word, your copy of God's Word, that you'll turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning in verse 1. Now, as you're doing that, as you tell you, this is DK Ministries, Proclaiming the Word podcast. I'm Danny Smith. I'm your Bible teacher. Uh, for DK Ministries. We have a two-person staff. We have an executive director who takes care of all the executive decisions, and we have a guy who teaches the Bible. The first one is Kathy. She takes care of everything but this. <laughs> anyway, uh, so you're stuck listening to me. I know, I know. Listenership, viewership in the videos. Listenership goes up with Kathy's uh, on here, but I just can't get her to do it enough. I think she's afraid that y'all want her to replace me. She's never said that, but that's what I'm thinking. But anyway, we are glad. I am glad that you are listening. We both appreciate uh, your, your listening and your support. You say, well, how do you know we're listening? Hey, because sometimes you tell us and we'd like to hear that. He how do we do that? Well, uh, you send us an email, dspreacherman at gmail.com, dspreacherman at gmail.com. And every single one of those is lowercase. I actually, I guess I'm not sure the and is considered lowercase, but it's just, you know, at. And, <laughs> so, so at gmail.com. I don't know. Anyway, I know I'm kind of off base here, but anyway, so send us an email or look us up on Facebook and give us a, uh, you know, thumbs up. Hey, I listen, uh, sometimes I, sometimes you aggravate me. Sometimes I like it. And sometimes I just wish one of my, I just wonder I knew what I was doing, but anyway. Uh, we appreciate you listening, appreciate your contacting us, let us know from time the time that you are listening, that you're out there, and we appreciate uh you telling other people about us. We've had several uh new listeners uh in the last uh few weeks who have gotten uh <clears throat> who have gotten uh well, a heads up, I guess you'd say, from somebody else who was listening, and and they've started listening as well. So we appreciate that. And so let us dive in. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse one. More, moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you which also you received and in, and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, you hold fast the word that I preached to you unless you believed in vain. For I delivered you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And he is buried, he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And he was seen by Cephas and then by the 12th. After that he seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that he seen by James and all of the apostles, and then last of all, he was seen by me also as born one out of due time. For I'm least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, by the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it was I or they, so we preach and so uh, you believe. Now, Paul begins this part of his letter. We're not going to spend a lot of time here uh, just, you know, Declaring what the gospel is is very clear. Go back to read those first few verses, the first Corinthians 15. And then he moves into uh, uh, the introduction of uh, the doctor of the resurrection in this chapter. And uh, and he mentions that and and people go, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to tell you the truth. Without the resurrection, we don't have a gospel to preach. That is the good news. And the good news is not not only that you can have your sins forgiven, but you can live forever in the, in the grace of the Lord, of our the, of, because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And by the way, all of us will live forever. There is a, an afterlife, quote unquote, heaven or hell. That is true. It hasn't changed. Uh, and, and Paul knows that. I'm not sure that all our preachers know that today. Sometimes you hear some of the oh, don't get off the track, Brother Danny. Well, <clears throat> let's be honest. Some of the guys that, you know, get a lot of claim, a lot of notice. I just don't know what they're thinking about, what they're preaching. They're just not preaching God's word. They've lost sight of the of the goal of, of getting people into the kingdom. Uh, they want to get people in the door of their church and the two are not mutually exclusive. You want to get people into the kingdom of God. Uh, you say, well, why, why, how do you know there's a problem? Because there's too many churches that are known for gossiping and fighting and backbiting and and selfishness and greed and and people run as to the Christ run. And and we could go on and on, but I think I've made my point. Paul, as he writes... It's just that declaring once again what the gospel is, making it clear. And he says, in verse, as we continue from there, now, <clears throat> verse twelve. Now, if Christ has preached that he's been raised from the dead, how do some among you say there's no resurrection of the dead? You know, I wonder if you took a poll today. I know that I've seen several polls over uh, the last few years about this, but I don't have the numbers before me. I wonder if you took a poll today, the average church member sitting in the church and asked them, "Do you believe in the resurrection of the dead? Do you believe Jesus rose from the dead? Are you looking forward to your own resurrection?" I wonder what the percentages would be. How many people would say yes? How many people say no? How many people say not sure? Now, those who say no and not sure, you know what? They're lost on their way to hell and they need Christ. you say, oh, well, wait a minute, that's judgmental. No, it's not. It's just the truth. Get you know, I'm offended. Hey, listen, potato head. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head or gender neutral potato head, I guess we're going to have soon. The Bible is offensive at times. Because it seeks to correct you from your sin or your error your ways. And listen, if you don't understand and believe there's a, <laughs> there's a heaven and there's a hell, and if you don't believe there's a life after, then you know what? You're wrong. It's sincerely wrong. Now, you're right to be wrong. I, you know, you're the only one that's going to suffer the consequences eternally if you're wrong. But why would you want to do that when you can uh, make your way to heaven through the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Why would you do that? Well, Paul didn't want us to do that. If Christ is preached he's been raised from the dead, verse fifteen, uh, verse 12 again. Uh, how do some among you say there's no resurrection of the dead? But if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. In other words, he had to rise. And for him to rise, there must be the understanding that there is a resurrection. And if Christ is not risen, our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. And why in the world are you even go to church? Are you going, well, I can learn better manners. And really, that's why you go, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> It's a famous member's society. Says now, come on, man, don't do that. I <laughs> uh, just quote some of you people's <clears throat> favorite guy. Here you go. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna get cards and letters on that one. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God. Oh, you don't. That's not. That's not where you want to be. Found false witnesses, of God, because we have testified of God that He raised up Christ, whom He did not raise up. on by the way, He did. But if he did not, in fact, if he did not raise Christ up for the dead, well, then we would be false witnesses, but we're not. For the dead do not rise, and Christ is not risen. Listen, that's, that Paul's not leaving much room for doubt. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Oh, see, there's the clincher. Listen, if Christ doesn't rise from the dead, then we're still in our sins. We're still lost. And hey, by the way, we're on our way to hell. Uh, and then also, those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. Uh, if in this life only we have hope, uh, we of all men uh, are the most pitiable. And so, uh, as Paul writes here, he's making the point about the resurrection for the dead. As we look at that and we think about our world today, it makes sense that since Jesus rose from the dead, one of the places that Satan would attack and try to cover over and try to make us forget is the reality that there's life after death. And it begins by leading us to deny doubt uh, God's shadows on uh, the resurrection of Christ. For if we do not believe and understand and allow that to be a life-changing event in our life, uh, and then we won't live the gospel. We won't live the truth. Jesus' existence on earth for those three years was wonderful, great, terrific, awesome, He was the best teacher ever. He was the best master ever, best shepherd ever, ever, whatever title you want to give him. But none of those things deliver us from our sin. What delivered us from our sin was his sacrifice on the cross where his blood paid the price for my and your sin. And it is that resurrection that tells us that he indeed rose to the dead and because he rose, we can rise too. I was, a long, long time ago, When I was working on my bachelor's degree, I was a student of religious studies at Louisiana State University. I doubt they have any courses that I took back then. Uh, I doubt they have any of the professors I took back then. Don't even know if they still have a religious studies, quote unquote, department. We were under the philosophy department. So I took a lot of philosophy and a lot of uh, religious studies. I had, in those times, some great teachers. Uh, Not all of them saved, not all of them Bible believers, but they were great guys. But I had a few who did believe the Bible. I don't know that they would preach it like we preach it today uh, or, or believe it today, but they did. Uh, there were certain things that there was absolutely clear that they believed. Now, this was a long, long time ago, and before all you uh, offended-minded people, oh, man, he got his learning from LSU. We're gonna go, you know, protest. And those guys long gone and I, I, I doubt anything they taught is still anywhere around LSU. Well, in those days of a black on era, I had a professor as we was in class who was asked a question about what God might have to say to us today if he was to speak. And I'll never forget the student asked that question. Now, I had to be honest with you. One of the things in religious studies that would happen, a lot of people would take those classes because they thought they were going to Sunday school. And uh, a lot of those people usually dropped out pretty quick because they found that it wasn't Sunday school. But there were a number of people who took those classes. They took them to ridicule, even back then, uh, who took them to bash and to, you know, to question and all the other things, the Bible and the Christian faith, especially the Christian faith. In fact, i never forget, I was in a philosophy class. I'm mixing my stories here. Uh, I, was in my, I was in a philosophy class, and it was a philosophy of religion class. And for that class, we had to read a number of books, and one of the books we read was of a of an Indian medicine man. Or, uh, well, you can get the idea there. It was more or less a modern story, and there was a young lady in that class that I got to know fairly well, and um, she was she was boy she was so excited about reading when we started reading that story of that that Indian medicine man because she was so anti-Christian belief. There's a long story there. I could tell it to you. I'm not. But uh, she told me, made very clear to me, she did not like, in her words, my kind. <laughs> so anyway, in our, we read these books and most of the books that we read had nothing to do with the Christian faith. I'll admit that up front. And I kind of wondered as we got to this last book on this Indian medicine, man, I thought it's a philosophy of religion class, but we've never had any thought, any thought at all about Christianity or Christ or, or the the input to uh, to the world religions that Christ brought. And so we're reading that last book, and about halfway through that book, I got the feeling something happens in this guy's life, and something did happen in that guy's life. He came to Christ. And the end of the book revealed his story, and why, to me, the professor had us read it. i never forget the day we went to class That young lady came in madder than a wet hen. I know that's an old saying. I know it's probably whatever today uh, the offended mind didn't want to make it. But my granddaddy used that phrase, and he wasn't any of the things people are accusing people of today. He just was a country guy that knew how mad wet hens get. So (laughs) she was another old phrase fit to be tied. I asked her what the problem was. Of course, I already knew the problem because he came to Christ, told his story, shared his testimony, made the point of how all other religions are fake and phony and false. (laughs) Ooh, she was mad, mad, mad. Well, truth is, she didn't get over it in that class. I, I pray for her. I think about her from time to time. I pray that somebody was able to reach her soul, reach her spirit. But the truth is, One of the things that she could not come to grips with was a life-changing fact of the resurrection of the dead. Truth is, till we come to the fact that Jesus rose from the dead, and as Jesus rose, we too shall rise, we will not come to grips with the fact that that should change the way we live. Sometimes we still act like there there is nothing to worry about. There's no accountability. Uh, everything's fine. That is wrong. It is just wrong, wrong, wrong. Paul states here in 1 Corinthians 15 very clearly that if the dead are not rise and Christ did not rise, then we're still in our sin. And by the way, if we're still in our sin, there's no, if there's no hope for our sin, there's no sense going to church. I'll just be honest with you. Uh, I hear about all these liberal churches <clears throat> that throw away the Bible and, and pick and choose this and, you know, uh, twist to make the Bible say, and there's some churches that didn't used to be considered liberal churches that are becoming liberal because of what they're saying and what they're thinking and how they're changing their belief. Hold on a minute. I got to, I got to wet my throat here. It's sore. You know, I'm trying to keep from making all those noises. I go back and listen, uh, sometimes the podcasts and all those, and all those noises. But anyway, that helped my throat a lot. Get back on track, you guys. Y'all stop getting me off track. I tell you, I just, y'all just, I don't know why y'all do that to me. But anyway, (laughs) anyway, if Christ was not risen from the dead, then there is no resurrection of the dead and we are still in our sins. That's Paul's point. I'm afraid in too many churches today and in too many leaders and in too many Christians, quote unquote Christians, we have forgotten the importance of the resurrection of the dead. Paul didn't forget it, Paul never forgot it, and he helped change the world, and we still read his writings. I'm gonna tell you, these people today that you hear about, you think you know about, and they're saying all these things that are detrimental, that are wrong, that go against the Bible, years to now, you'll never hear of them, but you will still hear of Paul and Peter, these people whose lives would changed because Jesus is in the life-changing business. We need to make sure that we live our life with the understanding that Jesus rose from the dead. Now, here's just three or four things real quick. I know I know the time's going to get us. You say, Brother Danny, why, why did we talk about this today? You usually tell us why. Well, because that's where God led me to. I have no other reason. It's not really what I had planned to talk to you about. In fact, as I went into this podcast, I, I was going to point something else out to you all together, and this is where God has brought us. Or this is where I feel like God has brought us. Maybe you disagree with that. Maybe you think, oh, that's where you wanted to go. Your subconscious took over. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I I guess if that's what you want to believe, but I believe it's in God's direction. He did it today in my sermon. I I preached a sermon I didn't write, and uh, that happens to me from time to time because I felt God leading us in another direction. And today, God led us in another direction, I think, in this podcast. In well, fact, why don't you tell me what you thought? Hey, Brother Danny, I know why you went there. I like that. Or hey, I wish you would have stuck the topic. I'd like to hear what you got to say. Whatever it is, uh, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase. Let us know what you think. However, let me finish this. So God brought us here, took us to that passage of Corinthians, which is really not where I wanted to start, and I didn't plan to start. And Paul emphasizes uh, the resurrection of the dead and the fact that if Christ had not risen, we have not risen or will not rise, I should say. And those who went before us, those people that you talk about, oh, mom's in heaven. No, she's not. If there's no resurrection of the dead, mom's not in heaven. She's not. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, if the soul doesn't rise, mm You say, why do you believe in the soul? Why do you believe in souls, with as well, Danny? Why do you think, you know, there is a heaven? Well, I've had a couple experiences where I was there the moment people took their last breath. I'm not gonna share those with you. They're private, they're personal. Uh, ministerial things, but in every experience I had, for every believer that that happened to, there was such a change of expression and such a change in the room. And, of course, I don't know that they still let them say this. Psychologists, doctors, therapists, people who study these things, dead bodies and things, tell us, that or used to tell us anyway, that there would be a weight loss almost immediately upon a death, and no way to explain that. And people tried and they can't get there or could get there at the time here again. You know, people always trying to pick this apart, that apart, where they don't like, they deny, so maybe they deny that now. But I know what I've seen, I know what I experienced, I know what I've been in the room. I will tell you this, go back to that young lady and go back to that student in that other class. That young lady could not get her head around the fact that Jesus Christ changes lives. And the reason she couldn't get her head around it, the two most important people in her life when she was growing up, her mother, her father, went to church in her words every time the doors open. And yet they live like heathens, okay? That's not what she said when she told me her story. She used other words, words I don't use even today. But she told me point blank, they went to church every time the doors opened and it did them blank good, okay? And there were a few adjectives, their words or descriptive things in there. And you can imagine And that young man in my class who asked our professor, well, if God was to speak to us today and and implying if God was to set aside the silliness of this belief in the resurrection and all this other nonsense that we have added, what would he have to say to us? And I will never, ever, 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 did I tell you never, ever, I will never, ever forget my professor. And I'd never seen him do this before. He was a very strict teach-the-class kind of guy. Don't let your faith show, even if you have it, that's not what you're here for. Teach the class. But when that guy asked his question, with the implication clearly being, surely there must be a better, different message than the one that's found in the Bible, more complete, more real, and whatever else you want to say. Now, never forget my professor. Uh, He walked around in front of the desk. He had, uh, there was one of those uh, little podiums on the desk that he stood behind, but it was a normal desk, like you see in offices. He walked in front of the podium and in the desk as if to say, I'm not going to answer this as your professor. I'm going to answer this as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I will never forget what he said. He said, young man, let me tell you something. If God was to roll back the very clouds of heaven today, he would tell us, listen to my son, hear him. The story has not changed. His point was, my point is, Jesus talked about the resurrection. Jesus talked about his resurrection. Jesus rose from the dead as Jesus rose, so shall we. So it's or three things. I want to wrap up. I've got to go. I've been a lot longer than I needed to be, a lot longer than I planned to be. And I'll get the cards and letters. Brother Danny, you talk too much. You chase rabbits and all that. And I'm doing that now. But I want you to understand some things about the resurrection. Number one, the reality of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is supposed to change your life. It is. When you come to faith in Christ and you realize he rose from the dead, that alone, is supposed to change your life. You're supposed to live different, be different. You're supposed to see things differently. It is supposed to change your life. So has it? If not, maybe you need to back up and re-examine and go back and look and see what Paul said in First Corinthians 15. So first, the reality of the resurrection is supposed to change your life. Number two, the reality of the resurrection. Is supposed to get our attention focused on the need here on earth. Listen, we need some resurrection living. We need some people who live like Jesus is real because he is, like Christ has changed their life because he has, like the world needs to see the truth because they do. We need that. We need that today. We Yes, we have preachers and pastors and Bible teachers and scholars and all these people. You know, they're doing Facebook and podcasts. And yes, I know I'm one of those. Hey, but if I don't preach the truth, if I don't tell you the truth, then don't listen to me. Okay? You're not paying anything to listen to me anyway. It's not like I'm stealing your money. So don't listen if you don't agree. But I'm telling you right now what the world needs to see today. Are not people who will debate in the arena of ideas necessarily, although we do need to do that. What people need to see are lives that have been changed by the gospel of Christ, that have the resurrection power. Paul said, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. And that word know means know him fully, completely, totally. There's some other things that I don't want to get off of the track. And so that was number two. Number three. The reality of the resurrection is supposed to transform the church. It hasn't transformed the church because you see too many churches. Listen, when you see when you hear about churches who argue and fight and divide and, and don't open their doors, you know, got certain people not welcome. <clears throat> Let me make this very clear. Every church should have the policy. If you come to worship, you are welcome here. They just, it's just policy. That's the way it should be. Now, if you come to disturb and you come to make promise, no, uh, no, that's not what we're here for. We're here with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you want to worship, hold on a second. You are, we're glad you're here. But if you come to make trouble, you're not welcome because this is the place for that. we come to worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We need churches who live in that resurrection power and that resurrection knowledge. That's the third thing. And the fourth thing, we're going to quit pretty soon because this has gone on way too long, and I know. Here's the fourth thing. To really experience the joy of the Lord, to really fully experience God's joy, you've got to know that Jesus rose. And you have to believe and understand that as he rose, you will rise too. I declare to you, brethren, the things, that then Paul explains the gospel. And then he goes on to talk about the resurrection from the dead. Listen, I don't know what your thoughts are. I don't know what your beliefs are. But if you don't believe and understand that once you stop breathing here, that you're gonna be breathing there, then you have missed the point. I attended a baby's funeral the other day. Heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Pray for that wonderful young couple They have one beautiful child just praying for them, lifting that whole family up. But the pastor said something the other day, and I'm not sure, I I didn't have a pad where I could write it down exactly like he said it, but basically he said this. Can you imagine that the first breath that this child took outside of the womb was in the presence of Christ? Now, you can say about that what you will, and you can think of it what you want. But here's what I thought, wow, that is true. And that is what it means to believe in the resurrection. I could teach you a lesson, and I could make a point about that dear baby. But he said it better than I ever could. Can you imagine? And I thought, yes, I can imagine it. And I thought, yes, I believe in it because I understand there is a resurrection from the dead. And for those who doubt and deny and who want to argue, call somebody else, write somebody else, I'm not here for that. This is the Proclaiming the Word podcast, and that is what the Word teaches, and that's what we proclaim God bless you, we love you anyway. Even if you don't ever come back because this teaching has offended you, be assured, we love you, we're praying for you. Even though we may not know your name, we pray for you. God knows who you are. For those who've listened all the way through that, thanks for thank you for staying in and listening to my rambling. Forgive me if I got off track. Stick with me if I did quite, you know, cover the bases you won't cover today, but be mindful of this. Well, I didn't say what I planned to say. I deal with what I plan to deal with. I fully believe as I end this podcast, I did exactly what God wanted me to do. And so therefore, I'm going to send this out, praying that God would use it to bless someone. If it blesses you, let us know. DS Preacher Man, gmail.com, all Lord Case. DK Ministries on the Facebook page. We are going to do our best to put this on on our podcast immediately after this. We're going to try to post it on my story on, on our on our Facebook page, personal Facebook page, so that for 24 hours, whoever wants to can can give it a look and listen, and um, hopefully they'll do that. I know that we need to go, but I just want to say this God bless you. We love you. Praying for you. Don't forget, let us know what you think. Tell others about us. Pray for us as we're praying for you. God bless you. DSpreacherBand at gmail.com. All Laura Case. This podcast was recorded on Anchor. We're thankful for Anchor. I don't know anything about anybody in, the, in that company. Maybe one person in a small room somewhere pushing some buttons. It may be a huge conglomeration. I have no clue, but they let us record these podcasts. They they make them available to you, and you can go and get the whole library. They're available in other uh, venues or formats Would you get podcasts. Uh, most people that I know listen on Spotify for whatever reason. I think they get other podcasts there. Uh So, they're there on Spotify, and I've told, told you this a time or two, and I know that I was this way uh, a little bit now, and especially at the start, I understand that Spotify's got a button on there. I don't think they did this just for me, but I understand that Spotify has a button where you can slow the speaker down. And so, maybe if you want to look it up and, and check it out, that'd be great. Hey, tell somebody about us, share the podcast that's really where we uh, would love to have you listening. I'm so thankful for those who listen to us on Facebook, but we'd really love to get you to listen to the podcast uh, just so that we could build our audience and get the word out because people it's stretch to 24 hours they go away from my story. Nothing I do about that. But the podcast is there so you can tell people and share with people and please do that. And yeah, someone called me the other day and wanted to know if I could use because so many people are, you know, quarantined and preachers can't come in places. I want to know if it would be okay if they used our podcast and videos and, and had you know g- gatherings around it, get, you know, church around it, I guess you could say. And absolutely, use this as you see fit. Use it as God leads you. But use it to bring God glory, okay? God bless you, love you, pray and for you. Let me pray for you. Now, Father, I thank you for those who've listened this far, longer than normal. But I thank you for those who've listened. I pray, Father, that it would touch their spirits and souls. I pray for those who grieve unmindful, As I know today, several families who are grieving because of things that have happened in their family, struggling, difficulty, loss of life, loss of relationships, oh my gosh. I thank you, Father, that you're with the brokenhearted. God bless you, Father, we love you. And Lord, it is in the precious name of Jesus we pray, amen.